Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast where women get really honest about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a man's world. My guests are wonder women from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real problem. I know this only too well as a female Southeast Asian mechanical engineer. I was kind of a minority within a minority. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, an engineer turned broadcaster. Throughout my career, I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation. And through my TV work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of STEM fields. Talking to these exceptional ladies has often left me feeling empowered, hopeful, and excited about life. And I believe silence will enrich you too. Every week, a woman in STEM shares her unique experiences with absolutely no pressure in having to promote her accomplishments or guard her impressive reputation. Because I've come to realize that everyone is just way more open and relaxed when they're anonymous. So I deliberately disguise my guest voices so that we're just connecting as human beings rather than human doings. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. And if so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of biomedical engineering. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for carving out the time in your busy schedule of biomedical engineering. How's it going? Um, it's busy. It's really busy. So I'm a student at university. I'm in my fourth year. And this is the time where we're doing all kinds of projects and the classes are really hard. Um, so life is busy. This week has been crazy, but I just take it one week at a time and make progress as we can. And it's really exciting. So fourth year is kind of the end of your degree or something, right? So it really is crunch time. It is crunch time. And so I'm also trying to look at next steps and the best place for me, trying to weigh my experiences and what I've learned and try to align those with my career goals and my passions. And I just want to make mm. the most impact on people that I can. And so that's been a journey and I don't have it figured out, that's for sure. But I've definitely been grateful for all the mentors that I've um, created relationships with over the past few years at university and really leaning on them right now to help me figure out where I'm going. It's really busy right now. I am a student in my last year at university. And so I'm doing a lot of projects and working with a lot of people and I'm trying to figure out um, how to make the most of my last year here and also uh, what I need to do now to prepare myself for the future. And so I've been relying heavily on the mentors um, that I have established relationships with over my time here and trying to figure out how to leverage my experience and the things that I've learned in school um, and align them with my passions and my interests in my career so I can be successful and make an impact on people. It sounds like you're a real planner. I am a planner. <laughs> right. Did you always plan to go into biomedical engineering? I didn't always plan to go into biomedical engineering. Um, I planned to go to college, so that was something that my parents had kind of instilled in us, uh, both my sister and I, a drive um, for higher education. Um, but it took me a while to figure out biomedical engineering. I think it started um, when I was young. I had a, an interest in science, um, and it kind of developed into my last year in high school. I was in a calculus class, and I was in anatomy and physiology. And looking back, it seems like a really easy equation that like math plus uh, the human body equals biomedical engineering, but it wasn't really like that for me. Um, I, like you said, I'm a planner, so I was looking at lots of career options and lots of colleges and seeing what options were out there, and I was really unsure of what I wanted to do, but I was lucky that both of my parents have a background in engineering, and so they gave me a nudge, and they're like, hey, maybe you should look into this. This might be something that you're good at. And so I kind of looked at it and it's like, okay, well, yeah, but that seems kind of hard. And I know there are a lot of challenges with engineering, so I don't know. Um, but it really clicked one day. I was on my phone and I saw a video of a device that um, helped nurses find veins when they were drawing blood, which I'm terrified of getting my blood drawn. So that was something that I was like, hey, wait, I can make an impact on people and help them make health more comfortable and more effective. Like that's pretty cool. So I kept looking through videos online and I saw things like artificial um, or devices that pump hearts before they're transplanted to increase that mm, time. Yeah. And I just saw so many cool opportunities to have influence on people through health and through something I was passionate about because I think the body is the coolest machine ever. And this 
it was just kind of opened up a whole new avenue for me. So that's when I really was like, okay, yes, I want to do biomedical engineering. And I've had such a great success and I'm still interested in now. So I feel like really happy with the choice that I made. Cool. So did you ever kind of struggle with the maths and the sciences? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that coming into university without having taken a lot of physics classes was hard. I think in those introductory engineering courses, um, they really push you hard. And that's something that I had not been used to. School had been pretty easy for me in the past. Um, Not that I didn't work at it, but that I didn't have to spend the time that I did in higher education Mm -hmm. to achieve the level that I was comfortable with heading into a test or whatever. The level of understanding that I wanted was harder to reach. Um, And it definitely took me studying earlier. I definitely had to develop habits where um, I reached out for help from my professors, um, reached out for help from my friends who could help me learn. Um, definitely surrounding myself with people um, who can support and challenge me, and but also maintain a level of like independent drive to where I could learn all of these new things that are super hard. <laughs> it really sounds like mentors were an important part of your journey. Um, how did you even find them? Because I'm guessing in biomedical engineering, there's not many kind of women or did it not matter what gender they were um for me it didn't necessarily matter but I think that I am really grateful for having a lot of strong female role models um during my first year I had a course for introductory engineers that was taught by multiple professors and during our second semester of that course they brought in a new female lecturer because all of our lecturers had been male up to that point and she was awesome and she was excited and she had a background in biomedical engineering and so that kind of was a natural relationship that formed with her and I got to um, go to her office she was very approachable and get help and I ended up actually doing research with her um, later on in my college career and so um, that one I feel kind of lucky on but I definitely um, wanted to reach out to people who had probably been through similar circumstances as me. So it was really appealing that she was a female and she was strong and she was confident. Um, things that I wasn't right. as a freshman engineer. And I'm still trying to find that confidence yeah. within myself. Um, so, yes, definitely. What has it been like trying to have confidence in your area? Yes. Um I think it's been a challenge for me personally Um, coming in to engineering. um, I didn't have a huge technical experience because a lot of other curriculums were more advanced. And so I remember sitting in group projects for the first time and people talking about all these things I've never heard of. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And so that really kind of started me doubting myself, even though I now I realize that I am smart and I start to contribute, but I kind of started habits where I would double, triple, and quadruple check everything that I was going to say to make sure it was right um, instead of trusting my instincts. And so I think that over time, um, I've developed those skills more. Um, I still would like to be more confident in what I do, but I think just gaining experience and not being afraid to be wrong has been something that's been important because there's no way that I can be an expert in everything. And so as long as I have the mindset of like, I'm going to say what I think, if it's grounded, and then take feedback well and learn from it and learn from the other people around me. And that's, I think, what makes a more successful field and more successful groups. Right. I mean, it sounds like you've been on a real journey of kind of self-development um, because to be okay with making mistakes is quite a massive thing to learn for oneself. Um, Where do you think it came from that it was not okay to make mistakes? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think it was a pressure that I, I put on myself. I think that as a minority in engineering, I wanted to be right all the time and I wanted to represent the group well and I didn't want to show any weakness. I wanted to prove that females are smart and they're capable and 
our view is important. And so I didn't want to make any mistakes that could be used to downgrade that. Yeah. Um, is that because there's so few of us that we feel like we really have to represent all women? I think so. Um, I think that as someone who looked up to the female role models that I had in engineering, um, and there weren't very many of them, I felt that I needed to be perfect in order to be a good example for the next generation of engineers as well. And I think that it's just hard. It's hard to put that pressure on yourself and it's hard um, to feel that sense of responsibility and handle it well. And so that's also something that I'm working on and haven't mastered. And I'm really thankful mm. for the people that I've learned from. And I'm thankful for uh, shows like this that are helping other women kind of form a community around each other and know that we all trust each other and that it's okay to make mistakes and that we're all learning and we're all trying to represent each other well. Yeah, I mean, I must say, you know, this podcast has been running for over a year now. And I think it's been really useful to hear from women that, you know, they often feel like they're riddled with self-doubt and, you know, afraid to make mistakes and stuff. But it's really refreshing talking to you because I feel like you have found solutions to a lot of those issues. And, you know, obviously, I think these things are a lifetime's work and you've probably still got more um, growing and achieving that you want for yourself. Um, but, you know, what are... What have been the lessons that you've learned to be able to cope as a female biomedical engineering student? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me is having a support system. Um, anyone who's gone through engineering knows that it's a very challenging curriculum, and I could not have done it without the friends that I've made along the way. I think having people that you can talk to instead of bottling up all of your emotions is important and I think it's important to reach out to people yeah. that make you feel safe and that make you feel encouraged and inspired and I think that I've had a really great relationship with my family as well that has helped off um, and it also helps at the end of the day mm -hmm. to put things into perspective. Um, I'm not in a full-time position yet but I can look at the courses that I'm taking and I can be like okay this is this much of my grade this is this much of my life as long as I'm learning at the end of the day, if the grade's not perfect, or it's it's okay, it's okay, and you're going to take what you learn, and you're going to move forward. And that's the thing that's been the most important for me is instead of looking perfect on paper, it's how am I actually improving myself and preparing myself to be ready for the future. And I think now that I'm older, that's easier to see, but definitely at the beginning of my education, it was like, all I see in front of me is school, so my school needs to be perfect. But now... I'm kind of more focused on learning the content and not just memorizing the content and learning mm -hmm. skills from what I'm doing. Yeah, that was like also the same with me in terms of that switch from learning like a parrot to actually learning because it was interesting and you really wanted to understand it. Yes, for sure. And oh, yeah, and since I'm in more of my degree specific classes I think that's also a little bit easier mm, yeah I mean the applications of biomedical engineering are you know life-changing for people um, is that why you were motivated to go into something of this nature yes I think so I have such an interest in people and I think that people are at the core of engineering and biomedical engineering is one of the disciplines where that's very visible. Um, yeah. I, a lot of times, so my, when I was deciding what I wanted to do for a career, um, people be like, oh, you like science, you're smart, be a doctor. I was like, well, and at the time I was hesitant because I was kind of squeamish. Yeah. Um, I still am kind of squeamish. And I think that doctors are incredible and the stuff that they go through to interact with people and diagnose people is insane. And I am so massively grateful for their contributions. But for me personally, I think that I saw researching and developing the tools that the doctors were using was really interesting. And I wanted to make sure that 
those people had all the correct tools in their toolbox to help the people that came in to them yeah. for help. No, it's an amazing field to be in. Um, what's the ratio of men to women? Um, at my university, our college is about maybe 20% female. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so biomedical engineering is one of the more female um, or has a higher female uh, population than a lot of the other engineerings from my what I know. I'm not for 100% for sure on that, but at least in the areas that I've worked, there have been a decent female representation mm. relative to other Why disciplines. Do you think women don't go into biomedical engineering? Do you reckon it's the engineering part? I think that's a huge stigma, and that was a huge issue for me. Um, I think that there are a lot of people that I know who would be great biomedical engineers, but people don't always know what engineering is. They're just like, oh, engineering, and just kind of move on. Like, I don't know what that is, so I'll look into something else. But So that's one of the things I think is really important um, in terms of outreach to youth is, like, I was able to have parents who had backgrounds in engineering and knew what that was and were able to kind of nudge me that way and like open that field to my eyes but not everyone has that in fact most people don't have that so I think it's important that there are educational ways that we can reach out and we can make more people understand what this field is and what they can do with it because I quite honestly had no idea the impacts you could have with biomedical engineering until I got Mm. into it. So how did you navigate through the engineering barrier firstly what does engineering mean to you I think engineering means looking at the largest problems the world is facing to me engineering is a way of thinking and a way of acting on big problems perfect sense yeah engineering to me when I think engineering I think of problems And I think of solutions and I think it's also everything in between because the stuff in between is a lot more complicated and a lot more challenging than either end goal. Um, I think that engineering is finding ways to help people and whether that be small on a person to person basis or large problems that the entire world population is facing today. I think it's the education that I received through engineering has really given me the ability to chop down those big problems into uh, bite-sized pieces and help me make sure that you get people who can attack. I don't know. Oh, this is hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a hard topic to digest. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's part of the reason why girls don't study engineering because it's really hard to wrap your head around what it actually is. I mean, my dad is an engineer and, you know, I saw him go to work every day, but I was really curious as to what he actually did. And I never, I think even to this day, I still don't fully understand what he does for a living. Um, And, you know, I think engineering is such a gigantic subject. And so when people think of engineering, they think, oh, it's just too big for me to understand. It's probably really technical and complex. It's probably just not for me and not for women generally and I would love to be able to reset that record and meeting someone who's in engineering who's like right in the thick of studying it I'd love to get your take on what engineering means to you. I think that engineering means a way of helping people through tackling problems. I think that engineering is looking at things logically and methodically but also keeping in mind the impacts that you will have at the end and what you're doing. I think it puts into perspective that there's lots of different solutions out there. Um, And part of the fun is finding the one that's the best for the people that you're um, addressing. And so for me, it's an avenue to use my skills and apply them to be, or apply them to the places where I can be of most use. Mm. I think to solve any kind of problems, because I agree with you, engineers really are problem solvers. And I think to solve any problems, you've got to have a lot of confidence in yourself. Um, How have you been with your levels of confidence? 
I think um, my levels of confidence have grown. Uh, I think initially I was overwhelmed by the complexity of the field. Um, like we discussed, it's hard to define. And even though I've been in engineering for a few years now, I still don't have a clear cut definition of what it is. And so I think that as I gain a better understanding of what goes into the field that we call engineering and what goes into um, just being confident in myself and being um, sure that you're doing the things that are right to, for you to be prepared for the challenges that you face. I think both of those go hand mm -hmm. in hand in developing this confidence that's important for um, engineering. Gosh, you're really transporting me back to when I was in my final year of my first degree. And what you're making me remember is how much interest and passion and enthusiasm I had for what I was studying. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, how much fear I had for not having a clue what it was going to be like going into the real world of work in engineering. Because that's exactly what I'm feeling. <laughs> right. Because it was like so, I mean, you're working on real life projects and, you know, for you, especially working on something medical that involves people's health and well-being, like it must be even more scary. So as I listen to you, I'm thinking, gosh, as a student, we really needed to have a hell of a load of confidence to make that jump from academia into industry. And um, I can kind of hear a little bit of the kind of nervousness of having to do that soon in your words. Um, and you know what? You've got absolutely every reason to be and every right to be feeling that way. It's really quite extraordinary. At the time when I was uh, in a similar situation to you, I didn't know that it was okay to feel a bit wobbly about my next steps. So it's kind of amazing because, you know, here you are, you know, with all this academic knowledge and you're, you're going to be graduating soon. And it's like, yeah, you're just bringing back all that sort of nervousness I had of entering the world of work. How are you feeling about that next step? Yeah, I feel wobbly also. Um, I feel like I got a bit of a soft start. So I have an internship that I've been working on in industry, and I also have some experience in undergraduate research. So I feel like both of those were zones that I kind of got to explore. And it was, I didn't have super high expectations from the external sources. I had people who were willing to help me learn and kind of understand what industry and how research function. And so those soft starts, I think, have helped me be a little bit more okay with the wobbliness and I think that that's something that I've seen be more of a push and I hear a lot of comments about oh when I was in college I didn't even know it was okay to not know what I was doing and I think that's something that I've appreciated that my professors have been like hey it's okay if you don't have it all figured out as long as you're working towards it as long as you're making steps and evaluating and so I that might be a point of progress and maybe that's a good sign that some of the methods and ways that engineering um, communicates to young people in the field is improving potentially. Um, but I definitely feel that um, since I have experiences in both realms, my kind of wobbliness comes from an uncertainty of which path I should choose next. Um, kind of, I could go industry and grad school or grad school and industry. And I know deep down that whichever way that it happens, like it will work out. But I still have that drive in me that I want it to be perfect and I want to do everything the correct way. Mm. And sometimes there isn't a correct way. There's more than one correct way and it's more finding what's best for me and where my best fit is, which is challenging. I don't know if I've ever met an engineer that doesn't have uh, perfectionism. I don't think that I have either <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. What's been your relationship uh, with perfectionism? I definitely have a strong perfectionism tendency I think that um, that tendency will cause me to spend 
a lot more time on things than is always necessary. I think that's something that a lot of engineers kind of aim for is an efficiency, but we also will stay back and make sure that every detail is perfect. And mm-hmm. so, um, especially in university, I think and in research and academia, um, it's nice to have that freedom um, where you have a little bit more time, the hours aren't as strict to kind of take it to whatever level that you want. So if you want it to be more perfect, you can stay up and work on it. But um, my experience in industry kind of also taught me the the benefits of doing kind of a cost benefit analysis, like is working four more hours on this homework set to make every single thing perfect worth your time? Or have you learned what you can learn from it? And it's at a good enough place mm-hmm. where you can leave it and move on to your next task. So kind of a self-evaluation of perfectionism has been my experience in trying to monitor how I'm doing on handling that is important. Yeah. It sounds like you've picked up some really amazing life skills as you've been studying. Why do you think girls don't give themselves the same opportunities to stay in STEM? What do you think turns them off? I think that being a woman in STEM, it's a constant um, battle to prove yourself and to prove your worth. And it's it's technically challenging as well. So it's challenging um, just from the work that you're doing and also from all those external interactions that you're having. And there are dog days where it is hard and all of those little things that you try to brush off can really pile up. And I think that's discouraging when you see that there are less barriers to success in other fields. And obviously if they're dedicated and hardworking and engineering, um, they will likely be successful in other places as well. And so having that ease might be an appeal and also, um, kind of that work-life balance, I mean, depending on where people are at, um, having a flexibility to have a family and have more time um, to be with kids, if that's a priority for you as well, could be appealing. And a a reason that people Mm. are turned off from the, I guess, the constant barrage of challenges that engineering brings. Yeah, it doesn't seem very female friendly as a profession is that something you've experienced yeah so I think that I've been lucky um to have not had super bad experiences um just because I'm a female but that they definitely still exist I have friends been in like unhealthy work environments due to the fact that they're a female and Um, the struggles that I've seen people go through and the things they've had to deal with are very unwelcoming and very discouraging um, as a woman in this field. Um, And I think... Mm. Do you think that was bad luck in their working environments or do you think it was because of the type of people they are? Like, do you think they went through those uncomfortable situations at work because of the types of personalities they have? Or do you think they just got unlucky with the types of people they ended up working with? That's really interesting. I think that, I'm not sure, maybe a mix of both. Um... The reason why I ask is because when I look back on my career, I think because I lacked confidence, I tended to be quite defensive about my work and my abilities. And that made me a little bit aggressive, which then in turn meant that people were aggressive with me. And it was this kind of weird cycle, which could only be broken by me just accepting that maybe I might be good at what I'm doing and believing in that, even if I was quite inexperienced and young yeah I think that's definitely I do know what you mean and I think that's a good point about the do you know what I mean the the confidence aspect I think that when you're doubting that your abilities are sufficient and you receive harsh feedback back it can be hard to swallow um especially when I people Mm. are trying hard even if like in jobs and everything 
you can be trying really hard and still not have it completely mastered and then receiving really negative feedback on that can kind of start that cycle that you're described. And so I think it's probably a combination of the personalities of both people. And I think that it's important to recognize that and know that there's work that needs to be done on both sides probably to be able to better handle those situations because personally I haven't been through a a situation like that and I'm kind of apprehensive on how I will react if I have to go through something like that so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's hard <laughs> yeah it's definitely not easy kind of working with others but engineering is so much about collaboration have you experienced that yet or has studying kind of shielded you from that no, I definitely see the collaboration through some of the work that I've been in and some of the classes I've been in have put um, an emphasis on interdisciplinary studies and interdisciplinary collaboration. And I think that especially in biomedical engineering, um, almost all the other engineering types can be applied to the body. So having um, people who are good at electric, electrical things um, and also be able to have mechanical people who are able to take maybe electrical signals from the body and manipulate them into a working prosthesis or things like that. Just the collaboration. There's also fluid flow and there's so many things in biomechanics and everything is happening in the body. Even outside of engineering, there's biology, there's chemistry, um, there's psychology. And so I think, especially in my field, I think interdisciplinary collaboration is super important and that's something that is being increasingly stressed to me um and I appreciate that and I value that you mentioned uh sort of this idea of having a family and more of a life outside of work do you reckon you'll be able to have that do you even want that outside of engineering Yes, I definitely want that at some point in my life. I think right now I'm still in uh, the mindset where I want my job and my education to be more of a forefront of my life. But I would like to be able to get to a point where I could also balance a family. Um, It's scary and I, I don't know exactly what career I want to end up in. And so I don't really know how to prepare for that and how to um, kind of be able to bring that up and make sure that I'm in a position where I could have more outside of work focuses. Um, Is that something that's discussed with your mentors? uh, Yeah, a little bit. Um, Probably not as much as could have been. I think that the people that I look up to would be willing to talk about that, but it hasn't been a main focus of mine mm. um. because one of the things I have realized when I look back on my engineering days and also just my days as a younger woman is that in engineering because there are so few fe- because there are few females um, it was often difficult to just discuss things that were really important to discuss because you know, I never wanted to mention family or kids when I was surrounded by a bunch of guys on my team. Oh, for sure. Or, you know, my prospects of having a child whilst also trying to climb the career ladder. I mean, I just didn't even want to, I didn't want anyone to see me as a woman because it would then draw attention to how different I was from my team. Um, Do you think that might be ahead of you or have times massively changed since I was an engineer. No, I think, I mean, I still, that's not a topic that I have ever probably discussed in like a team setting of like peers of my age, Mm. including like usually male dominated uh, teams that I work on. Um, I think that there's some progress in that I have professors who do have families and are open about having Mm. families and are willing to talk about it. And so I think there's some progress there. Um, but it's still not a normal, not a normal thing, but it's more, it's not as accepted. I don't know if that's the right word either, but, um, I definitely feel the same, um, 
fears as you described, the fears of if I do that, that's a lot of time that I'm missing mm-hmm. and I'm going to get behind. And what if I have to come back and prove myself again after I already proved that I was worthy? Like, I think those fears are still very much relevant to um, what other mm. engineers are going through today as well. Is this something that you would ever discuss with your family? You said your sister, you have a sister. Um, is she in STEM? Mm-hmm. She is in STEM. She is uh, working on her PhD oh, wow. uh, in a STEM field as well. So I, it's mm. definitely something that we've talked about. I think that having a sister who's going through similar things as me has been incredible. We're very close and she has a lot of the confidence and stuff that I look up to. She's um, definitely developed that more than me. And she's very um, exciting person Mm -hmm. to be around. And I think that that's something that she's also weighing in her mind as well. Oh, wow. Um, And both of our, so both of our parents have engineering backgrounds as well and they have made it work. And so I know that it's possible. Um, It's just, it's scary and a little stressful to think about like how to make that work. I know it's going to come with a lot of sacrifices and a lot of self-discipline probably. Mm. It seems like you're very, you're a strong believer in the purpose of going into engineering and it seems to be driving you to keep going. Um, What hurdles have you experienced um if any then like what is there anything that you're really working on yourself right now like personal hurdles or like yeah personal hurdles yeah um I think we touched on that self-doubt earlier I think that's a huge hurdle for me and I think also going back to talking about how I'm a planner I think not having a plan that's set in stone, um, kind of being flexible and willing to see what opportunities are out there is really hard. Um, I like to have everything set in stone. I like to have everything planned out and be super prepared. And I think with the amount of expectations in my coursework and understanding in my jobs right now, I think kind of trusting myself to be able to think mm-hmm. on the spot and is a, also a challenge because I would love to be able to sit down and have every word that I am going to say prepared, but kind of knowing that when I'm studying and when I'm learning things and when I'm preparing for things, knowing that I don't have to have a script or I don't have to say everything perfectly as long as I understand concepts and move forward. I think that's something that I've been trying to improve upon because I think that will make Mm. me more effective instead of having very specialized uh, actions or specialized solutions, having ability to move between them is important. And I think I'm also scared of once I leave university, um, I've created a support system here, but if I'm transplanted to a completely new location, completely new people, like, am I going to be able to find a new support system quick enough? Um, that's a huge fear of mine, kind of a hurdle that I think I'll be facing soon. Um, yeah, yeah. You you talked about how, you know, that you do have to get to a point where you um, put the perfectionism down and say that basically you've done enough. Um, and that's an amazing lesson to learn at your age, um, assuming you're um, Because, you know, I have always really set my expectations high um and uh, I realized that what was holding me back was um, just my own expectations of myself but the thing is engineers are always trying to get to the bottom of things and really sort of like fix things and so it can be a little bit of a balancing act between feeling like something's fixed and feeling like okay you've done enough you may not have done it all but you've done enough so it's really amazing that you have already appreciated that you will have to strike that balance. Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate it. I don't know that I am great at implementing that yet. 
I think that's the next step for me is like, so I understand mm -hmm. this and I, I appreciate this concept, but I need to take actions to also implement that into my life and into my practices. And I think that with time, if I make that more of a habit and more of a cognizant effort, I think that will be better, but it's definitely hard. And I don't know. Um, it seems like from your perspective, that's also a valuable asset to have once you're mm. out of school. And so that's kind of validating to me that I'm learning the right things and I'm getting prepared for this change in life that I'm going to have very soon. So thank you for that. Yeah. So what are your immediate plans? Are you wanting to start work soon or go traveling? I mean, what's the vision for the next five years? Yeah, so my vision, um, the field that I'm really interested in is regenerative medicine. And so I think that field is exciting and there's a lot of things happening um, in research. Uh, and I think that that would be an avenue for me to go into higher education and put a focus on that research. But I also, um, these potential therapies are also starting to be translated into industry and starting to affect more patients on a clinical level. And so I think that that's also an exciting path um, to go straight into industry and start working on that translation as well. And so I'm trying to kind of determine which path is better for me. I don't know exactly how to do that, but um, just exploring my options and seeing uh, what options are out there. Honestly, I think that it's encouraging from the people I've talked to in that field, the ability to go back and forth between uh, academia and industry. And so um, I am appreciative for the fact that I don't feel trapped. Um, I'm appreciative that there are a lot of opportunities and that field is growing. Um, the perfectionist in me is that is kind of scary at the same well or in the same way. Um, but I think for the most part, um, I'm really excited for the opportunities. And I think pinpointing the path for me within, uh, before I graduate will be the next steps in that plan. So for anyone wanting to follow in your footsteps, um, what advice would you have for kind of girls that uh, had considered engineering and then kind of were shying away from it because they think it's not a subject for their gender? Yeah, I would say to prioritize your interests. If you're interested in something, that's important and that is something that you should look into more. And things like engineering or whatever you're interested in, if you don't know about it, like please, please, please don't be afraid to ask. There are so many people out there who want to help you and want to help you get to where you are successful. And um, I think trusting yourself and following your interests with help is the best way to find a good fit for you. For me, I've talked about it a lot. Mentors have been so important for me and the people, my friends have been so important to supporting me and helping me keep going and finding things that work and things that don't work for me. So definitely reach out to people for help and create a support system that will help you find your mm. passions. Um, it's funny when you say like, you know, follow your interests. What if girls have never actually even thought about engineering? Like what would you say to them that might spark an interest in engineering or engineers? I would say that engineering is a really cool place where you can, I think that engineering, although it seems big and it seems scary and daunting, at the end of the day, it's something that's personal and it's a way that people um, or that engineers can work to improve the lives of other people. And I think that most people are interested in helping others. Um, and I, I don't want the stigma and around the word and around the field to shy you away. And so I would say that please just, I don't even know. I want to say all the right things um, to inspire people. And I'm so thankful for all the people who have helped me. And so What's been what's the most amazing what's the most amazing aspects of engineering for you personally? 
Like, what are you going to be most proud of being part of? I'm proud of being a part of a determined group of people, people who are dedicated to their work. I am proud of being a part of a field that celebrates um, improvements and celebrates innovation. I think that this is a field that is fast-paced and quickly moving, and as the world is changing quickly, engineering is working to respond to those challenges, and it's exciting that engineering in the modern day is not just solving technical problems, but also how can we use this technology to benefit a global population, and so I'm proud of those efforts of engineering working um, towards social issues as well. Mm, Awesome. What problems do you think the engineering industry has at the moment, like, or even biomedical engineering? I think that the world has a hugely growing population, and uh, it's hard to ensure that all of the advancements that are being made are accessible for all of those people. I think working through efficiency and making processes efficient and making um, tools available um, that help you get your tasks done more efficiently and effectively will be important. <laughs> it is a massive question. But I think that creating tools that help people be efficient and effective in the tasks they want to accomplish will help people um, be more successful. And I think that not even on a day-to-day basis, I think engineering will be able to help um, with big challenges. Um, no, 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 I love it. Um, I, I wanted to ask, um, and this probably is an even trickier question, but um, like in order to get anywhere in engineering to be successful, to accomplish things, do you think it's down to technical ability or is it more to do with your own personal attitudes about who you are that has an influence? Because I talked to obviously lots of women on this podcast who are in STEM fields and what I have noticed about each one of my guests is that it's not necessarily their technicality, which of course is important, but what has been more impactful about the work they've done has been their own attitudes about their abilities. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think that when I started engineering, I thought it was all about the technical abilities. If I don't remember this equation and how to use it forever, then I'm not being a good engineer. But I think that's not an accurate reflection of how I think now. I think that um, maybe for some people that is being engineering, but I think success is something that you define for yourself. Um, Definitely external influences from the world and other people's views as well, but I think that it seems like a lot of women in sim and in engineering find a lot of personal fulfillment through helping other people and through seeing their technical abilities applied for a bigger purpose. And I would agree that that's something that I feel as well. And I think being able to take the technical aspects that I've learned and propel them into other places is important. And I think that, like you mentioned, the development of myself through this process has also been really fulfilling. I've seen myself grow and change into a person that I'm a lot more comfortable being. And so I think that's also a a great byproduct of the technical challenges that we face. Right. What an amazing note to end on. So inspiring and and so honest in your appraisal where you're at um, on your journey along the career of biomedical engineering. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for letting me come on. I know that in the hustle and bustle of university and in engineering, I don't often pause and reflect on all of these experiences as much as I like. So I'm grateful. Mm. This, This pushed me to think about all of these things that I've been kind of not prioritizing, but I think it's really important for women to continue these conversations. And I'm just really appreciative that you allowed me to do that with you today. I would just say thank you to all of the women 
who are out there and that um, I was able to look up to and to all the women in engineering now and in STEM now, um, I believe in you and I am grateful for the effort that you're putting forth and know that um, there are women all over the world who are working to represent each other well and that just by being there and being yourself and maintaining your values and um, having that self-confidence in order to be um, a positive influence in the engineering community is a really valuable way that we can um, that we can affect change and that we can um, help inspire more women to be involved and to make sure that our voices are heard. Mm. Do you know, that's so beautiful. And I know that if I was listening to that as the little girl that I once was, you know, about to embark on a career in engineering, I would be screaming at my radio or whatever device <laughs> going, but how do you get confidence? So on a lasting note and kind of final question to you how have you um mm -hmm. gone about developing confidence in yourself i have just taken the feedback that i get and use that to your advantage i think that um the ways that people view you um can if you focus on the ways that people view you um it can be really challenging to move forward with that confidence, but if you listen to what people are saying and be able to make improvements in yourself in, um, in a constructive way, I think that is a way to work on your confidence. And you will also, through that process of listening to other people's feedback, um, be able to figure out what values are important to you. And when you find something that is important to you and that you value, make sure to maintain that. And if you receive criticism for that, but it's your value. You need to um, still stand up for yourself. And it's hard and it's every time that you get through something and you think your confidence has built to a new level, there's always new challenges. But I think the confidence is really about that ability to face those challenges and to utilize your resources in order to respond in the best way. Wow, I really needed to hear that today. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Yes, thank you so much for um, giving me a platform and pushing me to share my beliefs. That's it from my STEM guest this week. That's truly everything I needed to hear today, which was ultimately the message of listen to others, but whatever you do, listen to yourself first. Know who you are, believe in yourself and follow your heart. Thank you so much for listening this week. Don't forget to rate and review the show and catch you next week on Silence. <laughs>